That was the best lemon I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Word from between the bedsheets just came in. You're good, but you can always do better. We want to hear from all the sex kittens and dirty dogs out there. All the cuddlers, stocking wearers, rope tires and biters. Just remember, this is a show for all the lovers, not the fighters. Naughty rude. 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 The show where anyone can have their say. Even naughtier, even ruder than ever. After a week mm-hmm. off, we are back in the saddle and we have someone else who was, who was back. Mm, yeah. Yeehaw. Uh, yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been here before. <laughs> that was the most unenthusiastic <laughs> yeehaw I've heard in my life. Because I didn't want to be cringe. You no, I'm happy to be that. here. Oh. Um, it's been, I don't know, what is time? It could have been three months. could have been two weeks. No, we'll it's been two know. months. Or that far away gaze, you do not know. <laughs> Don't. What is my life? No, I'm really happy to be back. I'm Dom. Um, We're excited to have you back. It's awesome. Woo. And I'm Liz, obviously. Yes. Could I be the show without you know me. me. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> yes. So, so if you want to find, I mean, Liz, who is running all of the socials for the Naughty Rude Show, hustling all day today. If you don't like Literally. it, don't tell me. <laughs> no, it's amazing. We... I've been watching from afar, being like, they're killing it. You guys amazing. have been killing it. Slow. Yeah. Well, it's, so it's all sweet. it's all Liz. It's no. all Liz. Yeah, you guys work hard. My homies here have had a really big day, so I'm hoping this can be like smiles. I'm gonna try and make you laugh. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna try and get through it. It'll be fine. It's gonna be okay. So because <laughs> this is just the hardest show to do. It is so right. difficult. So I mean, all the hardest show, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. If you want to see Liz's slay socials, you can find it at. Naughty Rude Sin, that's S-Y-N, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So feel free to get involved. You can also head to the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask to send us in some listener questions or DM us on the socials. Of course, we're on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just wherever on earth you get your podcasts, just search The Naughty Rude Show and you'll find us there. Um, Also, some things that we do talk about can be a little bit triggering or heavier. Um, So if something comes up for you just be sure to reach out to the helplines we've got a few um begun blue at 1300-224-636 kids helpline at 1800-55-1800 and key life helpline at 1800-184-527 uh in addition to that um if things come up that are a little bit more medical definitely we're not the professionals no. who are gonna you haven't assist. gone to medical school while you're away Dis- i wish was that not what the two months was for yeah, they um, do this thing, this TAFE course, to be a doctor. <laughs> I'm sure you heard of it. It's really easy. I don't know what the people at Melbourne are talking about when they're like, oh, med school. Yeah, I did it. I'm a doctor. No, of course not. Don't listen to me. Um, yeah, definitely go to your doctor if um, yeah. there's a situation, <laughs> for sure. We if something's burning or you have a burning question, it's probably yeah. for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from your deep desire to listen to this show, uh, yum, yum. I mean, we have fun. We're having a lot of fun later. We're going to be talking about your naughty, rude period of time once we establish we how will. long you've been away I'm for. so I'm excited. nervous of what to share. I haven't even thought about it. I mean, honestly, um, she's kind of been, like, texting me, like, hey, this has happened. So yeah, no, I'm, like, nothing's happened. Liz is, like, all, like, Dom, I'm expecting big things. I have expectations um, now. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a fun show. Slow. We've had a naughty rude day. We have had we a went naughty to a doctor rude day. Screening. Which... We'll talk about that later. We will Yay. talk a bit about that later. Hi, this is Sarah from Apricot Inc. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. We're here to talk about our naughty rude weeks. I'm Lachlan, here with Liz. 
and Dom hey. back after an undisclosed amount of time. Very mysterious. <laughs> it is very mysterious. I imagine if I was in jail. <laughs> Where have you been? That laughter was like, <laughs> it was like sudden disappearance. No, um, I have taken time off uni and I needed a break. So I did like a solo trip to Perth, which is Slaysville. Um, I think Liz did that except with Sydney. Or just just I like did. a girl boss like, trip. Yeah. I just vanished off to Sydney for two oh, weeks. I was Two like, weeks, you naughty thing. See, mine was only one week. You're the double the girl boss I am. I liked... You know what? I liked Sydney, and then the universe was like, "She likes Sydney. We're gonna, we're gonna get her a trip on the Blue Mountains." Fresh. That's that's so good. Yeah. I want to hear about it. It was like three seconds into the Blue Mountains. I did not actually do the hike. I oh, tripped, no. sprained my ankle. The trip was over. Oh, yeah. girl boss energy. Yeah, for sure. Thankfully, on my second last day. But but I will regale you with all these details later. Yeah. I what I'm hearing is this segment has just become the Naughty Rouge Hotel of Australia. <laughs> I know, amazing. Okay. <laughs> we need to be hearing like the juice, like, oh yeah, like I mean, we, had sex on the Blue Mountain. Well, like, we, where's okay. that? Hmm? Okay, okay. <laughs> for context, for context to Dom, I guess who's m- missed out on a bit. When I came back from Sydney, I did talk about my Sydney dates. Oh, so you will yum, have yum. to listen to That's that fun, on juicy. the podcast, which you can find. Great. On your preferred podcast platforms. I yes. love that clinical working relationship. Like, I'm not going to waste my breath. You can listen. Um, but You're not yes. worth the time. This is, this is what but, I do the show for. So when people ask me for advice on things, I'm like, you can actually listen to it on this podcast episode. Yeah, just like, I why would I? Can, I talk for a living one day. Hopefully he will get paid. Uh, anyway, so um, Perth wasn't that interesting. I wasn't really looking for love. Um, and that's fine. And I, the first people I met were like two gay men. And I was like sick and they became my friendship group and then more girls anyway um so i met two sugar daddies um i ran into them and they instantly did you get sugared yes but i did not arrange anything with them but one gave me their business card and it was very forward one was a bit creepy i'm gonna be honest and it made me slightly uncomfortable but the other one was a bit more normal okay we don't like creepy yeah he just i think it was just him he didn't do anything to me, but it was just his personality and just some, I don't know, the way he looked at me. So that was a really interesting experience. Obviously, we can do something about sugar daddies later in the I think we definitely um, should. Season. Are we well? uh, I've got a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Um, so that was one experience in Perth. And then I came back. I've been going on dates. I was living on the Mornington Peninsula for <laughs> an undisclosed amount of time. At least two months. I've got to count. Since, like, the 3rd of July. There you go. My friend, Rachel, who I met down there, she's a Brit. She's had the same experience. She's on Tinder, so she's got a wider pool of people. There's, like, no one on Hinge and Rye, right? Anyway, so, blah, blah, blah. She's found, like, a lot of people, and she's like, yeah, the same issue happens. Like, they're all, like, problematic, which is a really bad generalisation. But I thought everything was good. This guy was old-fashioned. He picked me up always paid for everything which I like because I'm a girl boss you know mm. reverse feminism like I like being a damsel in distress and being like where's my wallet oh, yeah. and then he's paid fantastic fantastic oh no I have forgotten my wallet or like I'm just a bit slow like my nails are too long not that I have nails but you know you gotta play on it um anyway he offered you anyway. appreciate that like <clears throat> a chivalry I think it's really sweet. I wouldn't ever force someone into it, <laughs> ha, ha, unless. But no, it was good. It was all the green flags. I was like, this is so lovely. Like, he's so down to earth. He's a surfer boy. Then he, on our third date, just said the N-word. <gasps> I so not, not, not cool. Yeah. So Fair I got enough. out of the car and said, I'm getting out of the car so that I know that was messed up. Now take me home. And then I cut it off. I went to the Barbie movie with a girl that I've been going on dates with. And yeah. that's going really well. Oh. Um, I see her a lot, and is it's it really still sweet. happening? Yeah. 
she's a fantastic girl and I'm all smiles about that. Is she in Melbourne or...? Ah! Yeah, oh, okay. so she she's between Melbourne and... Yeah. Wellington Peninsula, and that's all good. I went with her initially and ditched him because I like her better. And, like, women are just, I like, I am starting to understand why you like her more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't even know about the N-word thing yet. Anyway, and then I'm like, one day I'm bored, I'm like, oh, I want to see the Barbie movie again. Uh, who can I go with that's going to pay for me? Him. And then he drops the N-bomb after the Barbie movie, after he's paid. I thought, you know what? A Jew. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, it's a up. low standard, but... It, just... it is insane. I was baffled. I was like, this is not real. Like, this can't be real. And I, it was just like, who are you? Like, I thought you were someone completely different. And I just was like, I cannot connect these dots. You're ignorant. So that was grim. And then I met another boy and we had a really fun time. Very, very fun. But they're mates. Um, so that was a weird realisation. Might see him again. And then I've got the girl as well, who's lovely. And then I met a guy last night as well. Um, I've been in Melbourne since Thursday, and then he was really nice, but you, nothing happened. You guys so that's everything. see her. She is glowing. Like, <laughs> she like, is. She's actually, like, glowing, all smiles, like, the crow's feet are out. She looks so happy to talk about these people. Like, certain words are, like, yeah. your face is lighting up, darling. So it's, like, nice. I've found, like nice like I'm getting more with my standards like I like refuse people all the time which is like good because I used to be a people pleaser I mean I still am yeah but um I think um in my head I kind of mock myself and it's almost like an affirmation not that I believe it go I'm a high value woman you know men on their stupid podcasts are like you're a high value man you drive a car it's all like bs it's stuff like I'll oh, go to the gym like got nothing to do with your character anyway I've been like taking the piss out of that kind of grind ethic and being like high value woman every time there's a guy who's hitting on me that is just horrible because usually I'd kind of like not say no but now I'm like quite clear um so that has led to better things so I'm learning how to be single I've actually never dated like this ever I've always been a relationship girl and get into relationships very quickly after I end one it's delightful it's a good time it's hard to get to that point but yeah You've been away. Liz has been away in Sydney, but that was a while ago. She's back. I was in Brisbane this week, Ooh. and I spoke True. to That's nice. I spoke to a friend who had who had some news, had an update for me. We were talking about two weeks ago, and she was telling me that she was pretty sure she was asexual. Mm. And then on Monday, you know, hooked up with a guy and was like, "I'm definitely not asexual." <gasps> That's fascinating. But she was talking to me, and she said, <laughs> "Liz is frantically gesturing at me, and it's like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but is that's just not." Though. Sexuality does change. What do you think is going to happen here? (laughs) (laughs) She tells me that she's hooked up with a guy. She is definitely not asexual. But she was with the man and she goes, Lachlan, he was so weird. He kept asking me what I want. And I was like, just this. I just want to keep things casual. And I'm like... No, 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 darling. Like, oh. he was trying to, like, you know, do some, you know, some dirty talk. Yeah. And she goes, like, what do you mean? And then I was, you know, I was like, for example, he might say this or this, blah, blah. Mm. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you're really good at this. Like, you should do this more, Lachlan. And I'm like, yeah, I have a, I have a show, show that, that you can listen to and then get on your preferred on. <laughs> podcast platform. Oh, that's really sweet. That's a good one. That moment. was my naughty week. That's Thank so you, exciting for her, though. She's going to explore so things. <laughs> Got a question? You can slide into our DMs at the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. And we're at my favorite segment of the week where we learn the alphabet. This week is Q. What a letter. 
It is a letter. I am not looking forward to this letter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some like, weird words. I feel like we 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 made a list of of Q words, and I feel like I can't say this first. But it doesn't belong to me. It's not my word. <laughs> I, it's you not don't, my either. I'm good. I'll say it, queef. Um, <laughs> it I think I think it's the look of it on the paper. It's like queef. Yeah, that's um, kind of how it comes out. Yeah. Like it just. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> that was my mouth. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was a really good representation of what that word is. Yeah. I um <laughs> I'm not yet attracted to queefs. Um not yet. Because of not the <laughs> spelling I don't know. I don't know what what'll come of me. That's all I can say on the matter. Okay. It's just leaving the door open <laughs> yeah. to, to back. Sometimes it's okay to close doors. <laughs> What? Some people like it. Are you serious? You can't yuck someone's yum. It means like, someone's really into it, right? It's good news. I th- no. No, 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 no. No, you need you to be educated. have different understandings of this word. Do you think it's when the air gets stuck? Or what? Uh, no, I think you can also just queef out of excitement. No? Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think I it's it was an like, I thought it was noise. like squirting and like you I'm queef. Like, oh, I'm going to queef. Google something that's going to ruin <laughs> oh. my search history forever. <laughs> okay, while Lachlan's is, doing that. He's queefing. While Lachlan's natural. doing that, let's move on to the next hey, Google, one. Google, do people queef out of enjoyment? <laughs> oh, this would be so bad okay, for my okay. career. This show was wrong. I'm going to just side, move us just quickly to the side to like another word. Quiet. Well, you're not quiet if wow. you're queefing. We should have we should have just been quiet. I mean, actually, dead as bad, but that would have been quite funny. Um, do you have the answer? I'm like itching. And oh, if hold so, on. Okay. if so. Oh god, I've only got thirty seconds to answer. Okay, so a queef is I'm reading from the Sexplorer on Medium. A queef is what happens when a small amount of air gets trapped in the folds of the skin at the back of the vaginal oh canal, god. called the rugae, and then gets released. If you've never heard this term Rugi. before, you may have heard one of the many slang terms such as oh. vaginal fart or simply a pussy fart. So, what causes a queef uh, when there isn't a tight seal between the vaginal opening and the object being inserted? I'm when the object of insertion Ten goes into the vagina diagonally, or when the object of insertion goes all the way out and all the way in again and again so if you're sticking in and keep it there <laughs> oh, that was um, amazing wait if it goes in again and again and again so no if it goes all the way out and all the way in is that is that saying that then it is to do with that air? Will, it's not that specific will, that it's like air being trapped yeah it, it will trap the air i thought it was i I'm really stupid. How you're could... not stupid. You just no. You're learning. We've you're just learning. learned. That's because, what we're doing well, on the, the show. Vagina. It makes sense. It's logic, everyone. The vaginal hole is not attached to the gas that's in the stomach. So why could you get no, so gas the, from the... anywhere else? It has to be from the outside. Yeah. I sound like one of those boys who's like, "You be out of your vagina." Like a queef is natural, ha. Huh? Yeah, um, I feel like we've just, we've just natural, swapped though. their roles. I'm here like a queef is when air gets trapped in the vagina. <laughs> I, I did I'm put you under the gun a bit. You did. I am so grateful for you that did. audio clip. Me too. That was gorgeous. Quiet. Quiet. Um, I think quiet's a very, it can be a very sexy term. Like, you know, when you're in bed and it's like, you have to be quiet. That's nice. Yeah. Like, like you lay down, I'm doing, like, I'm in charge now. I was going to say daddy's in charge, but mummy, oh. anyone. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like, theoretically. I do know what you mean. It gives that energy, for sure. It is giving that energy. Oh, it's also, like, the challenge of trying to be quiet. Like, some people are loud and some people, yep. it's like, right. it's like, right now, somebody's in the other room and we got to just, shh. 
Yep. yep. I, I, right? It's the scandal. It is the it's scandal. The danger. It's People the taboo. Love drama. It's the tension. I love drama. It's the taboo. Mm. Absolutely. Shut me And there's up. a fine line, for sure. <laughs> or there's also, like, I feel like there's a lot to be played with when it's like the, like, you know, like, stop talking, shut me up. Oi. Interesting. Yeah, that's definitely, like, t- tension and, like, power and, like... It's a power dynamic. It's a power thing, yeah. It's was it Freud who said, like, everything is about sex, except sex, which is about power, which is so... so true, No, thing. it's not. That is, like, so <laughs> patriarchal. But anyway, I think of that quote a lot. Um, Someone's been, like, yeah. shushing me recently. They have gotten into a habit of being, like, shh, 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 shh. No words, no talking. Do, do you, like, I didn't know. The Whoa. Cute. urge to say back to them, make me. Do it. No. <gasps> It's complicated. We'll talk about it off air. But that's oh, my wow. thoughts. It's like your being, teacher or that's, something. I'm sorry. That's my thoughts. <laughs> Imagine. Being, right. I'm being glass and you're like, make me. <laughs> so that, 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 that is my thoughts on being quiet is, um, yeah, I'm sorry, but you are absolutely not going to dominate me in an office. I will not have this. Mm. We're not speaking on that. <laughs> no, we're not speaking we're on not that. We're moving on. But if you started kissing, to... it'd be like the plot twist in every like show, like people who hate each other. And it all mm. starts with be quiet, make me. Boom. And then musical lovers. Okay, someone's been on Wattpad while they've been away. Getting. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we love Lachlan. Let's. I've got a lot okay, of time. Yes, let's, let's, let's quit that. Quit. Quit. Um, yeah, I mean, quitting, it's hard, isn't it? Quitting. You want to, and then you just, you see them again. And you remember why, you know, you originally went to them in the first place. And you just go back and it's like an addiction. But Are you sometimes, from but sometimes, or? generally, sometimes <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No you comment. A love drug. <laughs> sometimes it's okay to just whack on a, a nicotine patch and walk away. How do you feel about that, Dom? Okay, what would, what would be the metaphorical nicotine patch? Like I don't know, like maybe take a bottle of their perfume home and then just, you know, take a bit of them with you. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Pop on a nicotine like a patch. Like a little tester at the. <laughs> the shop. What do? You, what is it when you're like coming off heroin and you like? There's like. The Withdrawals. No, no, and then um, endone. So it's yeah. like you need a little bit of it. It's not the real thing. Do you mean nicotine patches in, like, get under someone to get over someone? And that's how you, like, quit? I do now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's our, that's our <laughs> advice getting on theoretical. quitting. That. That's our advice on quitting is just get onto the apps. Do we Fair want enough. to move on then to our last one, which we're very excited yes. to talk about? Queen. I mean, are there any queens in here? I mean... I feel like yeah. we're all pretty much queens. I guess if I have to. None of us are 17, though. So no dancing queens in you here. You better know now. That's for the best. We all got crowns. True. You need to calm down. But yes, no, mm. queen is pretty much because ba- basically Lachlan and I went to an event earlier today. And during that event, it, it was a documentary. We will get into details later. But one of the cast members basically called themselves a dancing queen. And they are non-binary. But they were like mm. saying something about how... Um, dancing queen is ungendered, and now I'm going with that. Anyone can be a dancing queen. Everyone and anyone can be mm. a queen, basically. Mm. Yeah. You'd be, like, careful to do it to a non-binary person unless they've done it themselves. Yeah, you would. Uh, you I would wanted check. it to my friend, and then I was like, oh, lol, like, you know what I mean. You know, mm. like, you rule. And I was like, do you really want to be king? And they were like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean, dude. And like, all good. Um, yeah, I call, I think some men are queens, you know? There's a lot of, like... Yeah. I mean, but- I'm a bitchy queen, but that's different. I heard someone, uh, and this was like, it was just like in public, I was walking behind them, and someone was like, oh my gosh, you're such a them boss. So it's clear they were talking to their non-binary friend and wanted to call them a girl boss, but couldn't do that. So on the spot, they're just like, you're such a them boss. I actually love that. 
Yeah. Yeah, that could like pick up. It sounds yeah. clunky, but like you know, it's like sloggers. It just you know. Oh, Liz. <laughs> What'd you say, <laughs> girl? <laughs> um, Liz uh, invented some new, um, some Lachlan new slang with her. Oh, important. Yeah, Hello, yeah. Liz. I mean, do you want to? Do you want to tell the audience? <laughs> Liz no, is Liz is out of commission. Okay. Um, <laughs> A man who Liz has been speaking to is a is a gamer bro, and so he uses the word poggers. <laughs> I got And so Liz is like, oh, like, no. Gamer bro. The only thing worse than a gamer bro would be like if you're like, finance bro. Oh, <laughs> Anything no. bro. We don't date bros. Okay, no. We don't no, date no. bros. Okay. We don't date bros. Bros Basically, just we had a conversation. Yeah. He was like bros. poggers, and then we were like, poggers <laughs> is like the equivalent of us saying slay, right? Yeah. And then I've heard of it. Me and like, me and Lachlan were like sloggers. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Ooh, it sounds like it sounds like boogers slugs eat slugs Malfoy I mean, scene I, I, no, in it, Harry it, Potter. It sounds like <laughs> the representation of what happens when a gamer bro dates a slay queen. Sloggers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's, a slop. It's wrong. No, it's, it's a wrong. slop. It's forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> it's the forbidden fruit. Have you not seen Beauty and the Geek? Come on now. <laughs> no, but you can be a gamer and not be a gamer bro. You know, True. the brand changes the. Mm. I have I have informed him that if I start unironically using gamer terms, I will in fact be very unhappy with the world. Yeah. I will reset the map. Why would you be angry at the world? Be angry with yourself for taking on the game. Yeah, to... skill issue. <laughs> sloggers is good though. I'm into that. Okay, moving swiftly along to our last sloggers word. Now? I feel like that's become sloggers is a new term. Hey, sloggers. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> We've coined it here on the Naughty Root Show. You had it here first. I'm so sorry. We're going to have to apologise on air at the start of the next episode. Like <laughs> Our last word, queer. We're very excited to, to make word. this show a lot queerer than it was. Yeah. We are. I'm really excited for that. Oh, I don't think it's about making it more queer. Like... It has, just, be, it has become decidedly has more become queer in recent weeks. It slightly more queer, but it's not <laughs> really due to... It's not that we've put an effort to make it more queer. It's just happened. It, yeah. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. That was my... Adam left. I came in. <laughs> we you threw the ballots off. form. Like, do we allow the homos in? They didn't... Well, I, I'm, like, really straight passing. And also, I'm, like... Um, yeah. So, like, people didn't know when I joined Naughty Rude that I made it queer. So, like, imagine if there was, like, a thing of, like, all right, 10% more queer every time a new queer person comes in, and then we're going to get to, like, 110. Like, and really then awesome. this becomes loud and queer. Yeah. It's happened. We've taken over. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the gay agenda. <laughs> so... I this guess. is what they were talking about, Alan Jones. Shit. This is this is what they were worried about. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, lots of Q words, but I'm glad that we've I'm glad that we've learned what queefing was. <laughs> yeah, you're looking we at me like I'm learning something new every day. It hurts me every time. Hello, I'm Stella Delore, and you're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. This week, Lizzie, not me, she has been investigating sex shops, and this is well, we're just gonna throw it to her. Talking about sex is easily my favourite thing to do, and I've never understood society's aversion to it. I'll admit I've got my fair share of Catholic guilt surrounding sex and sexuality, but I think the best part of coming into your adulthood is learning to accept yourself and the things you like and the things you like to do. And for me, and most other people, I like sex. This week we'll be talking about sex shops, not those sneaky online ones with discreet packaging and cute websites. We're talking about the ones that exist out in the open for pedestrian view and access. They don't hide behind euphemistic names. Most tend to brandish their purpose in bright neon signs. Sex shops are shameless and unapologetic, 
It's one of the reasons why I admire them so much. Now, I don't claim to be a sex shop expert, but I've invited a guest on today's show who sort of is. So I worked at Club X. Um, I worked there for about six months, straight out of the end of um, the like second lockdown in 2021. Um, I was like out and about, you know, for the first time in a while with one of my mates and like popped into the one in the city and was just like, you know, and overheard the guy at the counter who was there at the time and over the phone was complaining about how understaffed they were. So I just kind of slid up to the counter and said, you know, hey, um, you wouldn't be hiring by a chance. And they were. So I ended up getting the job pretty much from that. Can you describe the shop to me in as much detail as possible? Like walk me through the space. What was it like? So from the outside, I think they've done it up a little nicer now, but it used to look so dingy looking. (laughs) It looked so sus. Um, But if you walk into the store, you have a fairly steep set of stairs up and then a fairly steep set of stairs down. Uh, Downstairs is to the cinema. Upstairs is where the retail part is. So we've got like one floor and it's actually pretty nice inside. And then on like the far wall, kind of in the corner, you have like the more mask stuff. So I don't know if the like porn DVDs are still in that back corner. Um, We used to have like coin. There were like four cubicles in the back that you could go in there and it would already have a bunch of selected like porn web browsers so for especially like older um mostly men um who weren't super internet savvy and still wanted to look at fairly cheap porn like that was a really good option for them oh that's kind of sweet yeah like it seems so dingy and gross but like if you think about like oh why we were still doing a whole bunch of the kind of older style stuff that's kind of why because a lot of our demographic was still older men who would come in and they'd spend maybe an evening or something in the cinemas which i will talk about cinemas now because they're something (laughs) we had downstairs four like eight cedar rooms so it was kind of like a mini cinema which was a bit fun so you did have to clean up the cinemas that was part of your job we didn't a lot of the time um we did have like designated cleaners because again like you have to be certified to handle like human fluids so it'd be the same certifications you'd need to like clean in hospitals oh i did not know that that's so interesting so you can't okay so working in a sex shop doesn't involve wiping up semen because you have you have to be qualified to do that that's so cool Yeah, you do have to get a certification. So unless you already have one or um, you've, I guess, like waived your like legal rights around that, we're as like store, like retail employees, that's not within the like scope of our job. I know I may sound like a sex shop connoisseur, but I'm no stranger to a bit of Catholic guilt either. That being said, my friend Ben really takes the cake with this one. I think I'm going to be asked some questions about an experience I had at a sex shop. How did it feel for you going in there? I mean, I paid with cash. (laughs) (laughs) No paper trail. So, nah, no paper trail. That's the Catholic guilt creeping in. Well, maybe guilt was the wrong word for me to use. I don't think that paying in cash suggests that you feel guilty. I suggest that it, it kind of suggests that you feel a bit ashamed, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like my parents look at my bank stuff or anything, but I'm just like, I'd rather, if someone, like, hacks my phone 
They're like black mamba without a Is song, that song the crazy. worst thing they would find on your phone, really? In my That's... bank, in my bank, that would be the worst thing. Surely the worst thing is they steal your money. I don't think they're really yeah, interested no, in no, what no, you no, were no. spending. No, it's 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 a bit of an illogical and maybe that like plays into just like the I don't know, like the taboo of it. The it's like a bit of a, it's a bit irrational. Mm. Really. Because, like, we're sexual creatures and, like, everyone has different, like, desires and stuff. So it's, like, you know, might be a bit of social programming why you kind of... Why I'm like that. Mm. What was the thing you saw in there that shocked you the most? Shocked me the most? Probably the, probably the dick mascot that they have in the... <laughs> in the... So, uh, for those listening, this particular sex shop that we're referring to has a giant inflatable penis in the corner, which is called George. George. You may not yeah. have asked, but the, the dick's name is George. Yeah, George. I didn't expect to have that, but it's a bit more, I don't know, human than you think. I was a little sceptical about Ben's approach to this sex shop. He's not a particularly closed-off guy, so it really surprised me to hear this story, and it really saddened me that someone who is so open could still feel that level of of shame about something that is really quite normal and really quite natural. So I decided to um, ask our resident sex shop expert about Ben's escapade. There is occasionally you'll get a few people who are a little bit either embarrassed about it or a little bit skeptical of paying for any kind of adult toy and like having, you know, receipts and any kind of digital record of it. Um, I don't know if it's the same for other adult retail stores, but I know that their um, receipts actually um, show up as a bookstore, I think. And I think that's really neat. No, it is cool, but it's crazy that it, still in this day and age it has to be so underground and, like, whispered. What do you think about that kind of industry moving online? Do you think people are going to miss out on the culture that you can get from physical retail stores or is it okay that you can just discreetly order online now? I think it definitely has its benefits. Um, I know in-store at least um, – you do get like the expertise of the people working there. The other thing that comes with like the industry moving online is it is a lot harder to give the like actors and workers who produce, like if you're talking about porn and like consumable video and like audio content, um, it's often a lot harder for them to be actually paid the, for the work that they do because it's so easy to pirate yeah. and copy and stream. And that was Elliot talking to Lizzie about the adult entertainment industry. You're listening to The Naughty Root Show here with Liz, Dom and Lachlan. Got any burning questions? There's a cream for that. Hit us up at thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Banter's something I like. Do you like banter? I like banter. Banter with the lads. Uh, the banter can get a bit bro-y, and we've made our thoughts clear on bros. Definitely. This is a bro-free zone. Lachlan is not a bro. I'm not a bro. I'm not a bro. Hoes before bros. That's what I say. Always. True. Always. If I knew a bro, I wouldn't know a bro. Like, I just, I just don't know you, You'd just be like, nah, sorry, didn't see I know you. brothers, I don't know people, you. men who I like who are straight, I go, like, hey, brother... 
Or like who have really friend zoned. Yeah. I think like it's kinda like that's, you. That's like but the bro. Hit of like, Stop flirting with me, brother. <laughs> hit him with the brother. It's like a bullet. For, mm. You know, just yep. like brother just written oh. on it, ingrained. I should get a gun. <laughs> I should get a fake nerf bullet gun that says brother on it and then hit boys I want a friend zone it says brother on the bullet. Right between the eyes. Anyway, mm, yeah, yeah. that's that's a conversation for another time, I think. What was high school like for you, Dom? Like year 11, year 12? Oh, lol, what if I'm seen as the girl who peaked in high school? But I've always been hot, so... Okay. And successful and Slay. popular. Amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I'm kidding. It was fine. Like, just You're whatever. Fine. Okay. Year 12, I was, like, more nerdy. But yeah. other than that, I was, like, just had a lot of fun and, like, balanced my life. Yeah. I mean, year 12 is a lot, right? Like, it's challenging. Yeah, but I think like, high school is ultimately really toxic. Yeah. Um, I obviously had my high school graduation. This was 2019. And as soon as it was over, they were like, you're going to feel so, like, emotional on that day. <sighs> I literally felt nothing. I walked straight out of that graduation Good, baby. Hall. Good. All the students are, like, crying. They're in tears behind me. And I just walked straight out of there, like... Get Stop, you sound like all of my friends. All of Get them had that exact same. Mm. You're a real one. And then I, I literally, I called, I booked like the rideshare mm. and I called my mum who was still in the hall, like the Uber is two <laughs> minutes away. Either you're in it or you're not. Like I'm getting in that car and Get I'm, in the leaving car, it's this, August. I'm leaving this goddamn school. <laughs> that is a movie moment. Yeah. Mm. Liz and I mm. went to the screening of a documentary today. It was following nine people and basically their experience of year 11 and year 12. So over the course of a year, they would, like, film themselves and they would vlog it. These nine people, though, the kind of the difference was they were all trans. That made high school, you know, a lot more challenging for them in some ways. This series that we watched um, today, we watched, like, all this, like, 17 episodes, like, four minutes long. And they're going to go out on um, on Instagram and on TikTok Mm. on the Minus 18 page. We were talking to the director this afternoon after... We've we watched were. that screening, yeah. And AP told us it was important to have that documentary on social media. Social media is a blessing and a curse, but I think the third, the third option that people forget is that it's actually a tool. And when we're creating Unerased for, by young people and for young people, we know that where they are is actually on the apps, on Instagram and on TikTok, on Facebook. Um, they're not necessarily watching broadcast TV. They're not necessarily sitting down and watching the ABC News at 6 o'clock. So we knew that in order to actually reach young people and make an impact for them and also to make something that was completely accessible to share with communities, it actually needed to be online. Um, And once we were doing the call-out for the documentary and we got this influx of people from Instagram, from TikTok, saying they wanted to be a part of it, we we knew that our audience was there. So once we sort of, like, cracked that open, we kind of just didn't look back. Um, And... Yeah, and, and in terms of the funding pathway, the sort of only way that we could make it for online, um, we could make it was for online because, you know, it's incredibly hard to get a documentary funded through television or through a theatrical release. Um, and, you know, with the vlogging format, we're so used to watching the vlogging format on TikToks and Instagram, it just sort of clicked and made sense for us, yeah. So that was AP, the queer director of the documentary series, Unerased. They were so insightful. Like, I just mm. have to say our conversation with them was, like, one of the best conversations we've had in some time. Yeah, and that full conversation will be on your preferred podcast platform. It but like, will be. Liz, what was your takeaway from the series? It was honestly a lot to unpack. I genuinely very much liked the fact that it was like this bunch of kids that were given the freedom and the like the like trusted with the ability to vlog and tell their own stories in a way. So I because I feel like that just gave well firstly it gave these kids a lot of control over 
what was shown in like the stories that they were telling. And I think that brought a lot of authenticity and genuinity to like what we were seeing as an audience. Like these people were like telling like true, genuine, very raw stories about their lives. If I was going through something similar, watching that would have been like game changing for me. Mm. I mean, when we're teenagers, right, we're trying to figure out who we are and figure out our mm. identities. But these people who we were following, the nine of them, they were asking questions about their identities and getting yeah. answers that were just so incredibly different from anyone else and having such that uniquely yeah. personal experience. And I, I thought it was kind of crazy how well it worked just purely because like none of the profiles were connected to each other in any way besides obviously the main central theme. Yet when you watch their stories, it just seems so cohesive, so cleanly put together. That was like, for me, that was kind of cool. Yeah, they were kind of finding, like, little moments or little kind of milestones in their lives and tying them together yeah, and connecting them which in that is way. Like, something that just kind of impressed me because, like, I tried to do... we I, I did, like, a module of documentary making in school and I really like making documentaries and doing, like, non-fiction stories. And I think one thing I always struggled with was trying to, like, cut between different profiles with different stories and different, like... Yeah, I've like got things the same happening. Issue. I know, it's yeah. like it's like it's difficult, but when it works, it's like it's actually magic. Like, like the mosaic of opinions is exactly like so touching because it's so much yeah. nicer to have that than to have like this person's story and then cut to this person's story and then cut to this yeah. person's story when they complement each other. Right. I wanted to ask because obviously it's about yeah, identity course. and finding yourself. Are there any other things that? like demographic-wise, that bring these people together? There were two of them that were both um, trying to get hormone replacement therapy. Mm. Uh, there were a couple. There were two organising Wear It Purple Day events at their schools. Mm. And so they just had all these little things in common where it was like, hey, it's not just because they're trans. Like, they have so much in common with each other. And that, I thought, was mm. quite a powerful message, actually. What was also interesting was how their identities, I guess, changed and progressed throughout the series. And they were able to access more of their identity as it went on. I changed in a pu- puberty, but, like, it, that's just really fascinating. There like, were very small changes really that you'd see through it. And I, I think, like, it was also just really cool, just, like, mm. there were... Because basically it was, like, four-minute episodes, and then each of them got, like, three episodes, like, three parts. Yeah, so we spent about 12 okay. minutes with each person. And it was really you nice... You learn a lot in 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was really, really nice yeah. how full-circle moments some of them would... Like, Mm. they'd have this full circle moment. What I kept hearing over and over again while watching it was people going, I wish I knew this sooner. Yes. Or I wish that I knew this. And so we were talking to the director, AP, who told us about their own personal journey with identity. One thing that I wish I knew sooner was, like, that it's okay not to figure it all out, like, straight away. I think that's, like, not one thing. I think once you you figure out that, oh, maybe I'm not of a cis identity, maybe I'm trans, maybe I'm non-binary, maybe I'm this, I think there's this, like, very big pressure to figure that out and to change the name and the pronouns and to do everything but I think one thing that I would like to know sooner and I think this runs through the documentary is knowing that like it takes time to figure it out and to figure out who you are and that's okay if you haven't got it all figured out yet I think that's probably like the number one thing I wish I knew as like a younger like my in my younger self was just that you could take your time to figure out who you are yeah these people are being so vulnerable like they're literally letting you into you know they're filming Mm -hmm. vlogs in their bedrooms while they're going through this process of of social transition, in some cases medical transition. And that's now, you know, on social media, on Minus 18, this huge platform for everyone to see on Instagram even. You know, Mm. there are some really dicey comment sections out there, aren't there, Dom? 
Yeah, that's, I'm actually a little bit emotional after hearing AP say that. Because, um, yeah, me and my friends are all really queer and we're actually, yeah, we're trying to do it slow and I'm like learning things about myself every day. So, um, yeah, I think that vulnerability is incredible. I think you'd hope at this time it's formative and I think that is, it's powerful to have that there for people and this new generation um, I mean, every generation's a new generation. It's only going to get more accepted, especially gender diversity. Like that, yeah. Like big moves are being made, and it's because of people. It's just, yeah, lovely to even like be engaged in such a project. You're going through this like experience, right, of like figuring out who you are, mm. but then also, right, you know, being as plugged in as we are, seeing how queerness and how being trans is talked about, like on the news even, and in the media. I can't. Right? It's, it's a bit confronting, so, isn't it, it? It's actually, it feels a bit traumatic. Like, or, um, I think there is a trauma there, actually, through the narratives that have been sold. And I don't want to go back in my healing by opening myself up to it. Mm. Other people who are divorced from it, such as my family, who none of which are queer, um, they can talk about it in this kind of intellectual way. And I find, just for myself, um, where I'm at, I... I can't. Yeah, like for even you, it's not just—it's not just theory. Yeah, it is real life. I'm not ready yet to be like, and I, I argue against it for sure. But I, yeah, I'm. It's hard. It's really hard. I think it's ridiculous and baffling that there are people who even offer opinions who guess, know nothing about it. I can't deal. I guess when it's so meaningful to you, but maybe it's not as meaningful to other people. Mm, and that's a privilege to then speak on that and do so in an unempathetic way that's coming from ignorance oh they just didn't know but you're still having that entitlement and I think it's that entitlement that is the most dangerous but we were again watching this this documentary series and a, a lot of the the kids involved again just kids right were saying the same thing of like we just have to switch off sometimes mm-hmm. like you just see it on the news and you're like they're talking about me and I just can't yeah. I can't hear this right now withdrawing was one option but for the the kids involved at the center of this documentary we were talking to AP the director about what the process for duty of care looked like behind the scenes. Our duty of care plan was about 20 to 30 pages long, but basically involved the participate, like with, with Transgender Victoria and Project Rocket to come involved, where we had kind of two sections of being able to support these young people throughout the process. And one was more uh, like peer support counselling based. So just a, uh, basically a program or someone that people that, that any of the kids could turn to for counselling support that wasn't anyone in the documentary team that was confidential. They ever needed to talk to someone throughout filming the process. Um, the only time we asked to be notified was if the production was harming them in any way or it was having a negative effect. And that was based more in, you know, peer support and leadership in the trans experience. And that was run by Transgender Victoria. We also do, like, a lot of community workshops and panels and getting the kids together to talk about, you know, debrief sessions on how they're feeling. Um, and also any of the kids could leave the project at any time. That was, that was always there. And then the other side of it with Project Rocket was dealing with more online safety. So we had a lot of workshops around how to keep safe on Instagram and TikTok um, and which we still continue to do today, a lot talking a lot about like what are the actually mechanics of the apps and you know making sure that your profiles are private or if we do get online hate, this is what we're going to do. What approach are we going to take? Um, being able to risk manage the online space for trans young people. So it was a really big duty of care document, but we're really lucky to have really two like big powerhouse 
organisations behind us who have those expertise in dealing with young people and safety. Um, and yeah, it still continues on today. We're still doing aftercare um, as we release the project, um, which is really, really great. But yeah, it's been, I would say, if I'm throughout the day, if I'm not in the edit, I'm, I'm working on this aftercare plan with these people. So it's like a, it's a good third of what you do in the process. Yeah. And that was the director AP there. You can listen to the full conversation on your preferred podcast platform. Just search up Naughty Roadshow Sin. Literally the best conversation you will hear. If this conversation was confronting, you can always contact the Q Life helpline on one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. That's one eight hundred one eight four five two seven, or Google the Q Life website. And if you would like to watch the series, uh, you can find it at minus eighteen youth on Instagram and TikTok. There's going to be about three episodes twice a week. I'm not sure. I guess you'll find out. Hi, this is Sarah from Apricot Inc. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show here with. Lachlan and Sarah. Thank you. Now, Sarah, last week we played a brand new game called mm. Queer Coded or Brunswick Presenting. And yes. in, in the course of that game, you used a new word to describe yourself that you actually hadn't used on air before. We'd yeah. sounded it out in public. Off air, we'd had these conversations, but that was, it the felt like a bit of a turning point, right? Yeah. So just to recall last week, I said, everyone knows how much I love masked lesbians. Just this like is true. This is so known. much. Like it is a known fact. As I said at the time, they really do it for you. They really do it for me. And that is because I too am a lesbian, mm-hmm. which feels weird to say. It feels weird to kind of come out again after you have already come out. Yes. I think I've been toying with the term for a while. Like, I think, well, when I first came out, I was pansexual. And I just didn't realize I was not attracted to men. Like, I'm just, I'm very much not attracted to men. It's okay. I understand. I started using the term queer. And then I think I did try out lesbian for a little bit. And then I reverted back to gay or to queer. I think I've realized it's because lesbian is a noun. Mm. You know, people say, I'm gay, I'm queer. Those are adjectives. They are describing words to describe your sexual identity. But when I say, hey, I'm Sarah and I'm a lesbian, you could be saying like, hey, I'm Sarah and I'm a chair. Right, like I'm a lesbian, accountable noun. Mm. Perhaps you weren't ready to stand up and be counted yet. Yeah, like maybe not. It's a weird thing to come to terms with because I just like in the office, I was like, hey, guys, I'm a lesbian. And you guys were like, I know, like, duh. Like, everyone knows how much you love mask lesbians. Well, we, we had had these conversations. Yeah, these, this has been going on for a couple of months. And then I think I was talking to my housemate the other day, and I was like, oh, no, but, like, I'm, I'm a lesbian. Like, I know that we, we thought I was queer, but I am a lesbian. Like, through and through, that is me. So what was the turning point for you? I just feel like it suits better. There is so much pride in owning something that feels a bit uncomfortable. There's a lot of pride to it. I think it suits more. It is who I am. And I think that whilst queer and gay might be descriptive, it's an identity of its own. The other interesting tension and conflict that exists here is with people who are, they say, they're pansexual or queer or bisexual. Sometimes there is this critique of, or are you just queer for now you yeah words used like is this a layover you a tourist yeah and I felt a lot of guilt for a really long time when I realized that I was not pansexual because I had come out to my friends I think I came out for the first time when I was like 14 15 for a very long time I was like I'm a lesbian except for like Harry Styles and except for like men that are so out of reach and so idealistic to me and then I was like hmm maybe that's 
heteronormative, that sort of thing. So then the men that I was finding myself attracted to were like these idealistic, never going to happen, like pinnacle of a man. But it's like, actually, am I just attracted to the the, the idea of like an easy little life? But yeah, so I think I felt a lot of shame when I was like, oh, I am not pansexual. I am definitely queer. I am definitely gay. It's just been like a weird journey sort of realizing that I am a lesbian. One of these kind of recurring themes that comes up for a lot of people mm. is because there is so much shame in claiming a queer identity in the first place. As soon as you do have that queer identity you've claimed, you almost feel responsible as a representative yeah. of that community yeah. for the people who can't come out. But you also feel like maybe you aren't, you know, you shouldn't feel shame anymore. Yeah, There's I that mean, really complicated relationship. Yeah, like sexuality is fluid and that's something that we know, but like I still felt a lot of shame to admit that I was wrong about myself because it feels really courageous to come out. And I love the fact that like a lot of people these days don't feel the need to come out and they can just sort of be and that's really nice. But when I was younger, it was very much, I felt like I had to come out to people and I was like, this is what best fits. But it... Mm is ultimately wrong. For me, what drove a lot of kind of the back and forth, Mm. and it took a long time to come to terms with my identity. I still came out at 14, so, you know, pretty early compared to a lot of people. But the time really from when I started questioning to when I was like, I now have the answer to this question. As someone who answers questions for a living, I was like, this is taking a little bit too long. Let's speed it up. But it's because I didn't have that vocabulary of, you know, I have to be straight or I have to be gay. And then, oh, my God, bisexual, that's the answer. As soon as I figured that out, I was like, I now I can figure it out because for so long I was so confused of, hold on, but I'm into women. Yeah. But I'm into men. So which one am I? Is one of those not sincere? And Mm. I think there's this relationship with bisexuality or queerness and insincerity. Yeah. You're using this because it's politically convenient Mm -hmm. because you're not really committed to the cause you still feel the shame and you're not entitled to feel that but bisexuality exists in and of itself absolutely as a really authentic identity and perhaps it wasn't the identity for you right queerness you've landed on it was so hard to figure out that i wasn't attracted to men Mm. like that was a lot harder for some people it's like well if that is still there then it's like how do you know it's like well maybe maybe you're bisexual maybe you're just queer and there's not a lot of grace for that no I feel like for women as well, in terms of, you know, and this is what I've observed, so if that's not your experience, let me know. Yeah. But being queer is a lot more accepted than being lesbian. I think so. And then for men, it's the other way around. Yeah, which is really Just say that you're gay, you're a liar. In my experience, it's really interesting to watch my friendships with men as soon as they realise there is no chance in hell. It's shown me a lot where it's like I can be getting along with a guy really great and as soon as he realises that I am a lesbian, I am not just queer, the respect shifts, like the amount of care and the amount of attention and the way they speak to me changes, Mm. which is like just horrifying. You start to think like, did you only see me as like as a a prospect? Yeah. Like it's actually just like so terrifying. That being said, I'm also friends with a lot of men. There are a lot of men who are really great um, about it, but there has just been way too many instances in my life where it's like as soon as I realize that I am not attracted to men, respect shifts. It comes from what you thought was a foundation of friendship. Yeah. Their intentions weren't clear from the beginning. Yeah. And now there's this revelation. Which is a whole nother can of worms because I think it's something that 
a lot of women experience, even if they're not queer, it can just be a thing. And that's always confronting to see. It's really interesting kind of that um, that progression of mm. and the relationship between, you know, the platonic relationships and then those kind of more sexual or romantic relationships. Because my experience has been big women fan, personally. Yeah, love women. We're besties. Yeah. Like, I find it really easy to make friends with women. I'd say I find it easier to make friends with women than I find it to make friends with men. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a me issue. I grew up in Brisbane, but... (laughs) That'll do it. With that being said, there's an experience I had last year where I had a friend who realised that I was bisexual. I got my nails painted, the Mm. the bi-pride colours for, I think it was Wear It Purple Day. And she went, hold on, so so you're bisexual, so, so do you think I'm hot? Like, are you into me? And it's like, we've been friends for three months. And I just can't go from we were friends to now we're something different. And I feel like with the men who found it difficult to deal with the fact that you're a lesbian, they felt that friendship was a progression to a romantic relationship. For me, they are two entirely separate Absolutely. Friendship is like something in its own league entirely. Yeah. And so she's telling me, like, are you into me? And it's like, you are about three months too late for this conversation. (laughs) Three months ago, me? Maybe. Yeah. And then later, she's a smoker. Mm -hmm. And so we were at a convenience store. She was buying some, some cigarettes an insane amount of money mm. i was like oh my gosh so we are not promoting that because no. not in, not in this economy too much not in this economy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is paying an extortionate amount of money for cigarettes and yeah. i threw a chocolate bar on the counter because uh-huh. it was a rounding yeah. error at that point i'm like there's a one dollar chocolate bar and she goes oh yeah i'll buy you that for a pash and oh. i thought i thought she was joking and then later we come out of the store and she goes okay pay up this was on the close friend story. I'll be honest, the only reason I did it is because someone started filming and I went, this is a <laughs> bit now, this yeah. is a bit now. And it was and it was funny and it was the moment, right? But also you are legitimately attracted to women. Not this one, I'm, because yeah, there is friendship I'm not there. attracted to this woman. And then later she was like, oh, come on, Lachlan. She knew how to get through to me. She was like, do it again and it'll be much better for the close friend story. It'll freak uh... people out so much more. And it's like... You are appealing to me not as a bisexual person, but as a content creator. And I, yeah. love that you're, I love that you're meeting me where I'm at here. Yeah, but it's also not taking you seriously. No, I didn't feel like I was being taken seriously, but that's okay. Because, like, we are friends. That was yeah. fine. That was yeah. okay. But it wasn't understood that mm. I'm into women, right? And this is something that we can agree on, yeah, Sarah. And that's I think how we're so. doing this segment together. Yeah. Literally, that's the, that's, that's the link. That's, that's the connection between these two entirely separate <laughs> stories. But romantic and sexual relationships are entirely different from platonic Absolutely. relationships. And that just wasn't understood in that moment. Yeah. The thing is, because I'm so good at making friends with women, it then really narrows down the field. Yeah, I can imagine. Because... They're like, name a woman you're attracted to it. I'm like, no, because if I can name them, I'm not attracted to them. Yeah. Hi, we're Chris. And Laura from Love Boner. And you're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. On Sin. Look, what a show. It was definitely a show. If people want to get even more raw and realness on the socials, where can they find us? So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, and that's at NaughtyRudeSYN. Please get involved. You can send your questions in. We answer user questions when they come. Um, You can also do that at thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. And for that one, you don't need an account, and it's completely anonymous. If you also are going, oh, my gosh, it's 9.52. I forgot to set my alarm. I don't know. Like I've, just, <laughs> you, I've been I, asleep all day. I've had a really time. wild Saturday night. <laughs>
you have to set an alarm for the Naughty Rude show. You do. That's, look- it's important. Yeah. Integral. Wake up of any slumber. People across the other side of the world, the slumber is ending because we're it on. It is. Exactly. Look, I understand though. I've slept through alarms. I've woken up to phone calls from my boss asking me where I am. Like, it's okay. If you missed it, you can catch us on your preferred podcast platform, Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple, Google, anywhere you want. Get the RSS feed, put it onto like a USB drive and then like tape it to like a phone, like a payphone. And then people are going to be like, what's that? It's like really cool and mysterious, but really or it's just Or if you're us. walking yeah. at the beach, just look, out for Come a on bottle. Now. <laughs> look out for a bottle with those USBs that Lachlan's been tossing into the sea. So- every, sorry? What? Every week. You've I, been tossing? I toss, I are toss. Are you serious? <laughs> I feel like, yes. no, but this is, I feel like you arty people, yeah. you're clever and you would do some symbolic shit like that. Like it's very Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift. I mean, it is August, but... <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> okay, look, what a show this has been. We've got a little bit more coming up for you, we but do. for now, this has been The Naughty Ridge Show with Lachlan, Dom and Liz. 